Hey, welcome to Marriage Monthly. We are Gabe and Melissa Kolstad, and we love to build healthy, lifelong marriages. That's what we're passionate about. We are excited that you're joining us for this monthly installment of hopefully inspiration, ideas, and fun that will help build your marriage. And so we're going to jump into today's episode. Here we go. Hey, we're here this month with Ron and Julie Baum. They're friends of ours from California. We're all West Coasters, which is awesome. And uh, Ron and Julie, Ron's actually an associate of mine from the Unstuck Group, a a fun opportunity that we get to uh, serve other churches around the country. But we also all have in common this passion for helping people build healthy, lifelong marriages. And Ron and Julie just have a ton of experience. Lots of experience. Yeah, so much. And we were actually talking with them the other day and thought, you know, uh, we want you to share with our marriage monthly audience a little bit about this topic of boundaries. We kind of we kind of hinted at it last month yeah. as we were talking about some some landmines of marriage, and it sort of left us needing a little bit more. I don't know a little bit more information. Yeah, about some how bookends. You, yeah, how do you do this? <laughs> well, you know, because marriage does have all these landmines, mm-hmm. but if you don't know how to come after that and. Uh, and set it up so that you've got good solid boundaries, then you're sort of stuck. So we said, all right, guys, we need the experts. We're calling in the experts. Help us out here. Uh, tell us about how do you, how do you do this boundaries in marriage? You want to, you want to jump in? Yeah. Well, thanks for having us. What a privilege to spend time with you guys like this. And um, we're just, you know, good camaraderie with uh, building strong and healthy marriages. So thanks for that. That's, that's awesome. So yeah, I, you know, I, the content for today, I, I listened to your guys um, podcast last month and thinking of those landmines, you guys gave lots of examples of that. And I thought, you know, as you approached us, I thought, yeah, how can we talk about that further in regards to these boundaries that are necessary within marriage? Because oftentimes what we do is we just, live and exist, right? Just get through the next day, get through the weekend, get through. And we don't become intentional on setting up good boundaries in our relationships, because before you know it, something's going to sneak in and you have no idea where it came from, how it got there. And then what am I going to do about it once you're here? And so uh, for us, we think that there's just real solid advice that comes from scripture, of course, as well as just experience in, in our world and working with couples and in our own relationship to say, all right, what do you do with verses that give you directives <laughs> and really aligned boundaries to say, when these things creep in, look, you, you, you better be careful or it's going to be devastating at the end. Or, you know, maybe it's just a, a hurt or maybe it's something simply you just need to get through the next day, or maybe it's something that can tear apart a relationship. And I'm not sure about experts. Thank you. That was nice. Um, but but definitely experience. We've been married a long time. We've been working with married couples for a long time. So comes some from personal experience and some from experience of others. Yeah. So I don't know. Can I jump in with a verse? Here, here's the, my premise on the, on the verse. So it's, it's Mark 10. It's actually mentioned four times throughout scripture, Old Testament and New and I think it helps guide and set the boundary marker for marriage relationships. So Mark 10 is the one I'm reading from. It says, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one flesh since they are no longer two, but one. Let no one split apart what God has joined together. So let no one, nothing 
split apart this relationship. And so how does that happen? How do we help uh, prevent that? It's creating these boundaries. That's good. I mean, I, w- I don't know that I would have ever necessarily thought of boundaries as the solution to that scripture passage. So but now, without him, yeah, yeah, you're subject to faulty ways. You're just going to make bad decisions. So it's, it totally makes sense. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Now you got us curious. Yeah. What are the boundaries? <laughs> so, okay. So I, I think of this thing of let no one, nothing, you know, separate. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what it's like up in Oregon, but in California, we have a problem when uh, ants are thirsty, they come looking for water and ants can be the man, just the under your a skin, pest, <laughs> a real, yeah. real pest, right? And, you know, normally what happens is you see one or two and the idea is when you see one or two, you know, there is an army behind them. <laughs> and so, you know, ants can just be infuriating because before you know it, you, you wipe up the one or two or you stomp out the one or two or you go get the can of raid when you see a you know a little trail. Uh, but the reality is there are intruders that are knocking at the door. There are intruders that are coming from the outside in. There are intruders that are already on the inside and they want to attack the marriage relationship. And if we don't identify and acknowledge what the intruders are, then we can not set up the boundaries. We're going to miss out. If we can identify the intruders, a lot like you put in the landmines of the topic last month, when we identify them, then we have an opportunity to say, I acknowledge it. I recognize it. There's more behind it. And so I have to engage in now letting no one or nothing tear us apart. Right. And some, some of those can be real obvious. We could probably make a quick short list of the things that we would say are obvious threats or could be intruders to the marriage, but some of them are sneaky where we don't really see coming. Yeah. People don't think about, you know, intruders being extended family, your, right? own, your own, your own children, your own kids can be, Friends. <laughs> uh, you know, your, your, your career, your job, your financial pressures, your hobbies and outside interests, um, the glory of the internet, right? So these are all outside pests that want inside the home. And even though we have walls of our home, are there small cracks, small holes where we have not filled that boundary to keep that outside pest away? A lot of times the pests aren't maybe looking to destroy the marriage. They're just looking to be a friend or be part of your life or something, but without being careful, without being cautious, they can become intrusive into the marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sneak in. Mm-hmm. So like I say, it's that, it's that ant mentality that sometimes we communicate with individuals or couples to say, look, there are intruders and they're not just these little pesky bugs. They are small. They're sneaky. They come from, you don't even know where or how, but to your surprise, if you allow the door to remain open, mm-hmm. if you allow that hole to be, you know, a gaping hole outside of your of your home, these intruders are going to make their way in. And so it isn't a matter of just having a can of raid on hand. Sometimes you need to call in an orkin, you know, and have them okay. <laughs> wipe out the colony and, <laughs> and take it out. And I think if we don't pay attention to it and set these boundaries in play, then 
they will attach and attack and begin to separate and destroy. And so when that scripture tells us, look, as, as husband and wife come together, we leave, we, you know, we always say the verse leaving parents. And I, I think there's a lot that is packed into even the parent statement. Um, I think there is an element of leaving mom and dad, but I think there's a lot of things that we leave behind when we're single and say our I do's, which is what allows us to, you know, create those boundaries, that lane to be in, in which to say, hey, as these intruders come into our life, as these things come, because we can't, you, you can't just ignore them and you can't be exempt from them, right? We're all um, open prey to the ant coming in the house or the intruder coming into the home. And so with that, if, if you just kind of turn your head, turn a blind eye, all of a sudden you miss it. And when it says to leave mother and father, leave our parents, well, there are lots of things that we leave behind because if we don't leave them behind and we allow those to come into the marriage relationship, they have an opportunity to distract and destroy the relationship. Absolutely. So, uh, you guys are just killing me with anticipation right now. I mean, cause now I'm so, I mean, more convinced than ever that this is so true. Like that. We don't want to crack. We don't. And no nobody crack. means to do that. Right. I mean, nobody right. would be standing at the altar of their wedding and going, I hope this fails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. 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 Well, so it's obvious that we have to be super proactive. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I don't think people are thinking about being proactive in their marriage. They're like, yeah, we're married. We're a couple. Mm. We're safe. Like, right. Yeah. But yeah. the devil would love to change that. Absolutely. And he's not necessarily going after a single person. He'd love to divide this. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Strong marriage. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, when I mentioned the thing about letting go of parents uh, or leaving, you know, we talk about the leave and cleave element of that scripture. The, the leave part, I think, is what begins to lay the groundwork for boundaries. And so when we talk about what it is to leave. The scripture gives us the element of, of parents. Okay, so we leave we leave our the obvious, right? We're going to leave mom and dad and we create a new home. And so maybe the name, last name changes. Maybe, you know, you, you move into a, a, another home or, or your life, your journey takes off. And so that becomes the obvious one. But the problem is that oftentimes younger couples, not like us, uh, it's hard to make that separation from mom and dad. Right. Because depending on how they grew up and what that household was like, sometimes those parents still want to have influence in those children's life. And sometimes the couple is looking for it. They haven't developed the practice of turning to one another and working through things like I'm going to ask my mom, ask my dad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And before you know it, you don't set that boundary in play and say, you know what? We made a decision at that moment that we said our I do's that no longer is it this family and that family, it's going to become this family. And so how do we allow mom and dad to speak in, maybe have opinions, maybe have advice, and we can be really kind and say and nod our head rather than become argumentative, rather than demand our rights, rather than, you know, you're wrong, we're right, you know, all this kind of thing. We, we give advice to younger couples. It's just better with your in-laws 
smile and nod. Smile and nod. Wow, that is really something to think about. That's huge. I appreciate that. Yeah. And then go (laughs) home and make your own decision. Right. Go home and make your own decision. You don't have to have the the conflict right there with them. No, because otherwise what you have is, well, your mother, well, your father, well, you're, and, you know, you're being just like your, oh, my, right? Now, all of a sudden, those intruders came in and they were your very own parents. We're not to disown, we're to honor mom and dad. But what, how do you honor mom and dad after the I do's? You set appropriate boundaries to say mom and dad get to speak in, but they don't get to tell us what to do. And we're not living their life. We get to live our life. And sometimes those are good conversations between the husband and wife as well as with the parents and say, and then, you know, in our world, it turns into grandparenting, <laughs> you know, so now it's a whole new level of boundaries. We don't go and tell our kids what they should be doing with their kids, right? There's boundaries that have to be put into play. So just this one area of parents is one thing that I think the scripture is saying to leave behind and leave behind appropriately and set appropriate boundaries because it has end results that may not be all too satisfying in the end. But another area can just be people and people are great. We need people in our lives. We need people in our circles, but sometimes those coworkers or those friends, um, it, if we're not careful, can become intrusive to the marriage sure. and set, setting up again, some of those boundaries. Um, you know, we think about changing maybe how much time we allow ourselves to spend outside with other people. Some of that has to change sometimes early on, you got to set up a new practice. And um, also we talk a lot about, there's kind of been a a new-ish feeling of, especially with social media, of what's appropriate and what's inappropriate of these friendships with other people. And although we might go into it deeper as we, as we talk about it, but really any conversation that you're having with someone that if your spouse knew would feel like it was inappropriate or over the line, then that's inappropriate. That's right. And so, so besides parents, we can also have people that become problematic in our marriage. So again, some of these boundaries are, are, are practical ones to say, are you having a conversation as a husband and wife? about your extended family? Are you having a conversation as husband and wife about friends that you're bringing into the relationship? Because maybe it isn't any longer boys night out, <laughs> you know, or, girls or night as out. many or, or as like many, as many or, yeah. you know, just what is the appropriate boundary for that relationship to say, we got married and you're always gone. Well, yeah, I always was gone. I go on a ski trip with the guys. I go and do this and that. Yeah. That's going to begin to be an intruder in the relationship to begin to tear it apart. So parents and people, um, we even talk about past places, you know, maybe areas where you used to hang out, where you used to live life as a single person, or if this is your second marriage, where was life with your other spouse? And now that creates all kinds of uncomfortable feelings between the present marriage. And how do you have that conversation and say, that place is not comfortable for me. So can we agree together to say, we're going to we're going to set a boundary saying those places need to be left in the past. Um, and then probably the last one that we kind of give is, is, is problems that we bring to the marriage. Everyone brings a suitcase, right? Now, some of it's your stuff that you brought, but we bring a lot of emotional 
and relational and spiritual. We just bring a lot of baggage to a relationship. And even if you don't think you do, you're like, I didn't bring a suitcase full. You probably brought a backpack full. Yeah, at least. <laughs> Maybe a fanny pack. pack. A little yeah. fanny pack. I don't know what something. they're called today. Everybody brings something, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be that little irritant. It's going to be that little thing in the relationship that you brought in from your past, from problems that you're dealing with internally that all of a sudden become the intruder. And so we talk about leaving mom and dad. Oftentimes what we do is we break that apart even further and say, sure, that's the obvious to physically mom and dad, but maybe there's a connection that needs to be talked about and appropriate boundaries put into play. Maybe there are people from your past that you need to begin to say, that relationship's not healthy and it's impacting our relationship. What is it? Uh, Gabe, you might remember this. The illustration says, if you have five friends, you become the average of all five. Yeah. And so how healthy are those right. relationships, men and women that are in your, in the context of your friendships that you're bringing into uh, the present marriage? And so are the married listeners that that come across this podcast or or YouTube, are they willing to set boundaries when it comes to parents, when it comes to uh, people in their life, when it comes to past places that bring about anxiety or fear or worry or problems that are a part of a baggage that we're holding on to and haven't let go of? Are, are they willing to set those kind of boundaries, have those kind of conversations so that relationships can be healthy and successful moving forward? Man, those are so good. It's I love so those. Good. There was, I love your point about the whole thing about social media and things like that. Anything secrety that you're hiding, like if I didn't know his passcode to something or that mm-hmm. was a known to you, you can't know that. If we're trying to hide from each other, that's a huge red flag, right? Absolutely. Like, come yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. I know I feel like a lot of marriages don't come at it that way. They have they have me and my stuff. Yeah. Me and, and your stuff. Really, even if it's not causing a problem today, I, I still think that it is eventually going to cause a problem. You can't have, you became one, and that includes like your stuff and the things you share and your conversations and all of that. You're absolutely right. And if, and if somebody that is not trustworthy knows that there's a secret Instagram messenger that she'll never see or he'll never see then that's not going to stop somebody from sending some things, inappropriate things on Snapchat, Instagram, whatever, whatever it could be. Mm-hmm. Right. So then again, you have this open, you have this little crack of secrets and yes. some ant trap or some ant crew is going to come in there and you better have a trap ready for it. Yeah. Cause I don't know if that's going to happen. Exactly right. Otherwise the army is behind it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think that's what we don't acknowledge or recognize, right? We, we, we say it's innocent to start most every It is just something small to start and and maybe innocent. You know, in the book of James, it talks about the the fish on the hook. There's nothing wrong with the temptation. It's what you do with the temptation. If you're going to bite the hook, well, it's got some consequences. And so I think in the same way, you see one ant or two, maybe not a problem. uh, But if you don't recognize that that one or two ant are coming from something larger and bigger, then that's denial. And, And when we say that, instant message or that reach out was innocent. Yeah, it may have been, but what are the bigger issues that are right behind it? And we know, I mean, we know that there's a threat there. So. Well, and being okay to say, if there was somebody like, say some, like I used to have an open Instagram account. So anybody could become my friend right away. And I'd have these creepers, you know, these creepers like, Hey baby, you know, like, 
Yeah. Um, so, and I would tell Gabe, oh, creep, this guy is mm-hmm. creepy guy, you know, and we would, I would always be open about it. Oh, creep. So then I ended up making my account private and Gabe has access to everything of mine and I have his. And so it's like mm-hmm. one of those things where if you, if you can't in anything and anything, I should not be having private conversations, dinner dates, coffee dates with guys of the opposite sex. I mean, that's just, to me, those are cracks. Like that's just right. to explode. Right. Is and it- this, this is what matters. And so the more I can do to make this healthy, because I know that that can grate people the wrong way of like, I, I, I'm my own person. I want to have my own stuff. Well, I know, but if you want to have a healthy marriage and have that relationship matter, sometimes other things have to be set aside. Yeah. And for the long haul, you can't just think Absolutely. how it feels right now. You got to think mm-hmm. when we're married 26 years later, like we are now, it's like, do we have healthy things in place to get to this point? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking, you know, your illustration of the ants is so good. And uh, that we all, we all see those little ants on our counter and stuff. So it sounds like what you're saying is that's a trigger that should create an action of setting a boundary or maybe even just asking ourselves a question. Is there a boundary there? Um, how do you recommend getting into that conversation? Because this seems like that can be a landmine of explosion all in its own if we don't handle it appropriately. Do you have any advice for people that might be seeing some ant trails in their marriage and going like, okay, how do I bring this up? Yeah. You know, I think there's an element to, you guys are probably big promoters like us of a, of a date night and, and time out together. And, and so sometimes you go, well, what's, what's the intention and purpose? Sometimes it's just to connect and be together, uh, but is there more purpose and intentionality to it? So we always do the, the secret recipe of a successful relationship is, you know, a date night once a week, a, a, a getaway overnight once a quarter and some kind of good retreat element once a year. And so if you can have a formula of where there are intentional times that you actually talk about your marriage relationship rather than, Hey, let's go to a movie. Right. And so you both sit side by side, face forward, and that could be a fun night out and you are together but is there value in the conversation or anything that was you know talked about? So in in that not every date night, not every um, time away together, but if there were specific uh, times that we set aside to do a state of the union, yeah, and say how are we doing? Is there anything that you're feeling you can't bring up? You can't say. This needs to be a safe place. And so, you know, you go out on that date night or you do that overnight that you take a moment and say, this is the moment for safe talk. And let's begin to talk about the things that may be little irritants inside of us, because not only are there the intruders from the outside, the ants coming in, but oftentimes there are intruders already in the house. And so some of our own intruders are I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah. I'm just going to get resentful and bitter. Yeah. I'm not going to bring it up because when I do, it just becomes, well, okay, those are not safe places, right? So if you're in a healthy place in your marriage, you might be able to set some time aside in a date night or a night away or a retreat type of thing. If your marriage is already having some distance involved, maybe it's time to bring in another couple as another set of ears. Maybe it's time to go and sit in front of a counselor so they can hear and give a different perspective. Maybe there's a counselor or a pastor or, or someone close that you trust that can hear the honest information. So it doesn't have to turn into an explosion. It can turn into some valuable communication 
that have some results. So I think if it's not intentional, Gabe, then yeah, we'll never talk about it. If it's not safe because we know what it was like before when we stepped out there, well, some boundaries are we're going to take some time once a year that we're going to go to a marriage retreat. We're going to go to a marriage intensive and let them draw it out of us. Right. (laughs) So now you can blame it on them. And so now maybe it's not something at a really nice dinner that blows up, uh, but rather there's a safe place. to. So you got to find your safe spot. Is that in a date night? Is that in a time away? Is that in a retreat? Is that getting together with another couple? Maybe it's joining a group. Maybe it's other couples that are willing to be honest and truthful. Um, you know, even bridging the conversation, uh, if, if you're in a rather healthy relationship, um, might be just putting it on yourself of, I love you so much and I value our marriage so much that I feel like I maybe haven't been as open with you as I could. Like, do you know my passcode on my phone? I want you to know my passcode. Like offering it from a me, not from a, hey, I don't know if there's things about you that I don't know, because that can sound like it's an attack rather than bringing it up as something from me offering to you. Wow. That's I love good. that. That's, that's good. good. Uh, and the other thing I was thinking is your, your illustration is so great that I think you could almost make this a fun language thing. Like, Um, Because if you just said, you know, if you're just talking about, I've seen some ants on the counter, you know, uh, or something, (laughs) I mean, like, or, hey, I noticed an ant crawling across our marriage and I just wanted to bring it up. But I mean, maybe even just neutralizing the conversation that way might be helpful. But we just really appreciate you guys have shared some real wisdom here and um, things that I don't think most of us really think about that often, but can really become a problem. So thanks for sharing uh, your wisdom. I am looking behind you at like, looks like some sunshine. I know coming through your window in oh, California. And yeah, it's uh, beautiful today. It's probably 80 degrees today, blue sky. And it's just yeah, we're jealous. I mean, we have light in our room. It's all artificial. Yeah. There's no sun. Anyways, but you guys are a ray of sunshine and we just appreciate you and, and thanks so much for sharing your wisdom with yeah. us. Thank you guys. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank Pleasure. You. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of Marriage Monthly. We want to ask you if you would subscribe yes. to this podcast and share it with three people that you know three. that might also enjoy uh, this content and it might help build their marriage. We are passionate about building healthy, lifelong marriages and we want to thank you for being part of this podcast.